There was also <laughs> that Rachel McAdams movie with Rachel Vice where they made out, and I think they were religious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Yippee! Today, we're going to be doing a winter preview of the movies that are coming out in November, all the way up until the very early March, first week of March mm. uh, on this, that lousy smart weather. Smart uh, weather. That's right. Um, we're uh, going to name a few movies that have, will have already been out uh, by the time this comes out, um, but uh wanted to cover those as well. Um, and uh yeah you know what there's some pretty exciting movies coming out i uh, i'm actually pretty excited about some of these that are that are uh um they're out there um i hope i hope a lot of this like some of the oscar contenders i'm seeing aren't just like tr- sheer pretentious nonsense but i'm sure there will be there always is there always is yeah 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 i mean you could tell <laughs> When you saw the King's Speech trailer, you could probably tell what they were going for. When you saw the mm. Aviator trailer, you probably mm-hmm. could tell what they were going mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Uh, the artists, that kind of thing. Um, you know, yes, there is some pandering. I, I, I'm looking at one right now uh, that's a remake that could be uh, some pandering. But mm-hmm. all in all, I'm with you, man. This is like one of the the ones, not only that uh, it looks like there's quality coming out, but we think we kind of have for the first time in a long time have some pretty good ideas about these actually coming out <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep. laughs> at the right time. Right. Yeah. These, there are, there are some <laughs> that have had the uh, ultimate uh, pandemic uh, work over where they've, you were supposed to come out in 2020, early 2020, and they're finally coming out even as late as 2022 in some cases. Um, but uh, anyway, let's get on with it. November 12th, which we're, today is November 15th, but uh, and then when this comes out, it'll be uh, November 22nd. Um, uh, but uh, November, and, and some of these dates, they're either when the movie comes out in theaters, but there are a lot of this stuff, which I'm going to bring up some Netflix stuff, Mm. they'll be coming out in theaters for like a probably a two-week run and then they'll be on netflix right after that so on november 12th the i think one of the biggest oscar contenders there is out there belfast is uh is uh kenneth branagh will not be the first the second only the it will not be the only time we mentioned kenneth branagh yeah friend friend of the show show. early early (laughs) yeah the first friend of the show kenneth branagh um uh apparently this is a movie based on his life um because mm-hmm. he grew up in belfast and uh it uh, covers the troubles uh, he, uh the troubles. I, I saw an interview where he said i wanted to go back and shake hands with a nine-year-old me mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's such that a, was a pretty classic brand right there. it is but it's a beautiful way to describe the intent of the film uh which i gather is it's loosely based on his life growing up um <clears throat> you got uh <laughs> fuck 
Fifty Shades uh, looking good in this. And, and Jamie Dorn. Jamie Dorn. Continuing <laughs> the tradition of the two leads from that and Twilight uh, becoming better and better actors the further they get away from Fifty Shades and Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I saw a trailer for this. Uh, of course, prep for this show is watching a lot of trailers, but this mm. was one that actually intrigued me and made made I put a little mental check mark. Mm. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty fucking amazing, and Jamie Dornan has turned into a reliably really good performer. Like you said, I mean Dakota Johnson has become just, I think, spectacular uh, <laughs> in in what she's done. But he has has also become a bright spot in everything that I've seen him do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a that's a top contender right now for one of the best picture nominations. And I'm looking forward to it. It looks and really he's good. Irish um, too, right? Dornan? I believe so. I feel like he's doing his natural accent in this film, but mm-hmm. I could be talking. Red, I, I do believe you're talking out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> also on November 12th, and we will have seen this by the time it came out, is uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm. The uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda adaptation of the Jonathan Larson a uh, story about uh, him struggling on Broadway, uh, trying to get a show, uh, uh, trying to get a show to be a show yeah, <laughs> on Broadway, I, uh, basically. <clears throat> this is uh, Lynn's directorial debut in film. Um, mm-hmm. And I read an interview recently. He's super passionate about this. Like, he saw a version of Tick, Tick, Boom in, like, 2001, I think. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. This is after uh, Larson had died, but it absolutely lit his fuse. And basically, the the show basically said, "Do you want to spend the next tens of ten years of your life making no money trying to write musicals?" And he I saw that show and said, "Yes, I do." Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, from what I have done reading, I'm uh, I'm a big Lynn fan, so I'm interested in this. Uh, it, this is basically a play that had a couple different names. At one point it was Tick, Tick, Boom was called uh, something Boho um, mm. and was a one-man show. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at another point uh, after his death, it was staged with three people as a three-person show and called Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, uh, Lin-Manuel and Leslie Odom Jr. were in a version of Tick, Tick, Boom, a three-man <laughs> show. Um and so this is, from what I've gathered, this is a film adaptation that takes the, the themes and songs of that stage show, which is autobiographical, about trying to write a musical, and then fills it in with, with quote-unquote, real-life scenes of him in his apartment and with his friends and, uh, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, and so it, it seems like kind of like a hybrid kind of a film where we're extrapolating bits of Larson's real life and then combining it with this, this one-man show that he wrote. Yep, and Larson would go on to do Rent, but this is not about that necessarily. Um, it's uh, he, uh, it's a sort of a, I guess, a show he was doing uh, before. That's the main crux of it. It was it's some a futuristic world that people always confuse with something else, and they don't know what it is and don't like it, and uh, or, or they like it, but they don't think it's ready for Broadway and everything. So right, uh, but yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch that that one uh, i'm i'm on board for that so tell you what uh, that garfield uh he's no slouch these days either we all appreciated him in the spider-man thing and you know i loved him in under the silver lake but like he's he's really 
he's really diverse and, he and is, he's doing a heartbreak that. ridge or whatever the fuck it was that i didn't hacksaw see. ridge hacksaw he's ridge. also <laughs> doing uh, the jim and tammy faye baker movie with yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. jessica chastain mm-hmm. um he's got range i'm i'm very and you know he's supposedly in a possible upcoming superhero movie but he's got range <laughs> and uh i hope he continues to you know, use it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, on November 17th, another Netflix, uh, and again, uh, I would, I would expect that to be the theatrical release date and then it'll be on Netflix later, but the power of the dog, which is the return of Jane Campion. Mm-hmm. We'd been wondering about that. She, she made a huge splash with the piano back in 1993 and, um, and uh, then made like a couple of movies that didn't do well. And I think she's been working ever since, but she's never had that quite high profile, movie uh like uh and this one is another huge oscar contender that's coming out benedict cumberbatch kirsten dunst jesse plemons cody smith mcphee i don't really know what it's about it's uh it's uh it's uh, it's like set on a ranch or something and it looks like benedict cumberbatch versus cody smith mcphee basically like it looks like a big something. bully yeah he doesn't like him for some reason i don't know what it is um but uh yeah that's what the that does anybody, I mean, and then of course you have real life couple Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons who actually have a love story in the movie. So there's mm-hmm. something about that that's, that's going yeah. on. Yeah, so. I mean, I I will say this: it's a, it's a fine trailer in that it intrigued me and gave me a sense of mood. But I have no freaking clue what this movie's about. Um, yeah, same here. And uh, I'll be I'll probably be checking it out. Um, yeah, it's got yeah. A, that cast alone is worth checking it out. Well, it's yeah, a western definitely. too, right? So that's that's yeah. probably going to be up your alley visually. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do we? Uh, I know I keep talking about actors, but what do we think about Benedict Cumberbatch after after this amount of time? Like, obviously, Doctor Strange and Sherlock are his bell cows, which he's great in both of those. But like, how are we doing on the other stuff? Am I missing something, or has he not really been, you know, spectacular? In other stuff, I know he was he was in that imitation, not imitation, imitation game. game. Was that he, I think he's always great, um, even even if the projects don't turn out great. I didn't like that um, Tesla versus Edison. Yeah, you you saw mm-hmm. that right, and, yeah. and that had the marks of like, of course, it got caught up in the whole Weinstein thing, but like that had all the hallmarks of being like a really fun, interesting movie. But you didn't you didn't really. That one, right? No, it felt like a bunch of montages stitched together. Um, but you know, I don't blame Cumberbatch for that. I think he cameos in 1917, but that well, oh, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. very um, briefly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've, I've generally enjoyed him in everything I've seen him in. Um, but this is the first high-powered drama I think I've seen him in in a, a good little while. Yeah, I think I think you're right. There's the, there does seem to be something like you know he's been in a lot of like so-so or bad movies for a mm-hmm. while and we're wondering if it's him but it's not really and I don't it, think no it's, it's really probably him. no it's just whatever he <laughs> however yeah he gets into these movies it's just not mm. he was also in that what's the the um WikiLeaks guy movie yeah assange that was an, that was very poorly received yeah, so you yeah, know yeah. It's, it's stuff like that but um okay now on to some blockbusters this will these will have come out by the time this comes out but november 19th ghostbusters afterlife 
Jason Reitman taking over for his father in this. Uh, not his type of movie, really. No. Um, this is. I mean, he had done a lot of different stuff from what his dad his dad was a big comedy icon director mm-hmm. and this is not what jason reitman does but uh apparently something uh, he something i there was, there was an article that i did not read i don't know what it said in it but it said something about him finally uh coming to terms he was not going to do a ghostbusters movie but mm. for but he decided to now for some reason and something about working out those demons with what he, when he was growing up and his dad and everything. And it's like, okay, his dad's so, a producer. Something movie, about Sony backing up a Brinks truck to his house. Probably, <laughs> probably that's that, that'll, that'll heal all wounds. Probably. Yes. Um, I have not been able to get excited about this movie at all. Man, I've gone on a very mild, like, kid friendly roller coaster on this one like mm-hmm. the first trailer i was like that gives me a little bit of hope and then it got delayed and i went down into a little dip mm-hmm. and then they announced another trailer was going to come and i got hopeful and mm-hmm. then i saw the other trailer and i was back down in a dip uh if you stood far enough away it would look like a straight line because uh, <laughs> it's uh, the peaks aren't very high and the valleys aren't very low i'm very meh on this movie right now and mm-hmm. uh, uh word of mouth will probably have to sway me now this is one where i think the pandemic schedule shuffling cost interest for me uh, mm-hmm. i'm probably never going to lose interest in a batman movie you can keep pushing it for years and i'm going to show up but mm-hmm. there i feel like for jeremy there was a window w- between when their first trailer came and when they're releasing this movie and they missed it and and now i don't care yeah 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 <clears throat> I like the idea of this being out in the country instead of the city like yep. you know i like the idea of that um but yeah every time i watch this trailer i'm like i there's something about modern effects that bother me on the on these type of movies the modern effects bother me um the just the i don't know the especially at the end they're you know they're calling and of course it's i think it's Ackroyd or whatever at the end uh a lot of a lot of nostalgia type stuff in here and and uh and it looks like they're just it's a bunch of kids uh trying to get ghostbusters back up essentially it's kids starting a business just like the 1984 version was when it was i don't know that yeah i'm gonna have to have some good word of mouth on this probably the the problem is is that the first ghostbusters with uh, chris and i just recently really dove into it's it's written conceived and performed by comedic legends mm-hmm. that are at the top of their game. It mm-hmm. was about ghosts and it was about, you know, the, the paranormal and stuff like that, but that's not what you remember. Okay. I, I can't say that. it's not like you don't remember the ghosts and ghostbusters, but what you remember <laughs> is the dialogue between the, especially the three of them with Winston coming in later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the snappiness and the brilliance of these guys that have worked together, you know, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray and Stripes and Caddyshack and stuff like that, where, like, you can't replicate that. You can replicate a derivative of it, but you can't replicate how comedically genius that first movie was. And that, I think, was the main appeal, even though the story was fun, too. Does that make any sense at all? You know, like, I think that's yeah. what's missing from this. Guy. There's going to be a complete tonal change from this yeah. movie to from, you know, 37 years ago. 
Uh, and it might be fine. I mean, it may, could, there could, there could be, it could be some great moments in that for all I know, but it, it, it's the trailers have failed to, and the whole thing with Paul Rudd and the store and all the different marshmallow men running around. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get that. Like, is that, mm-hmm. is that going to be, uh, is that going to be him thinking of, uh, of, a you know, who, who, uh, Gozer is going to show up as or whatever is <laughs> like, uh, is what the hell is that? You know, that, they're subverting I, your expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, who knows? Might be, might be, might be huge. Might be good. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. And then uh, we've talked about King Richard. We talked about it on uh, an early on the an earlier preview, right? What's that face, Barrett? I'm sorry. It, it looks awful to me. That's my. That's oh, okay. Face. I was it's like, I thought I was saying doing. something wrong there for no, a second. No, but no. we've we've covered it a little bit. It looks like. I mean, there's a I guess talk about Will Smith potentially getting an Oscar for this. I mean, King Richard is about the Williams father and, 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 you know, uh, they are producers on this. So it's, it's, I guess technically it's got their thumbs up, their approval and everything. I just still wish this movie was about them more than it was about their dad. Yeah. And I mean, even if they're in it a great deal, the title puts it squarely about the dad. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know, honestly, ignorance here. I don't know if King Richard is we're just playing on Shakespeare or if that was like a nickname he had or something, but mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're definitely crowning this guy with the title of this movie. And maybe that's fair. I haven't seen it. I have one friend that has seen it and said good things. So yeah, it we'll, could be good. We'll see. But um, yeah, yeah. This would be like making a biopic about Earl Woods. Like we had that yes. tiger documentary mm-hmm. yes. and that was mm-hmm. interesting to tiger fans it showed a complex relationship there, but it would be like making a biopic starring Will this Smith is, or somebody like that. About it's that the Pat Oswald thing. Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer ever. Let's see what's in his dad's balls. <laughs> right? No. Well, that's better than the thing I said that we had to cut. What's funny is uh, Barrett and I were both at that Pat Oswald show where he was talking about <laughs> Star Wars, the Phantom Menace and everything. And, uh, that was a that's such a great joke talking about like like, uh, I like you, you think angelina jolie's hot here's a picture of john boyd's ball <laughs> <laughs> um um so and on november 19th there's a couple of uh limited releases one is called come on come on which has joaquin phoenix in it it looks like he's playing a dad it's a family drama it comes out I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a Netflix thing, but um uh have any of you heard of the, any of this movie? Nope. Come on. No, come on. this was a surprise when I even saw it. I was like, uh Joaquin, not much else. Gabby yeah, Hoffman it looks like it's a father son movie. Uh Gabby Hoffman, I think, either plays the baby mama or is is there they're, you know, what? <laughs> baby mama it's just that's just a uh is or is is really they really are husband and wife in the movie it doesn't really seem like that it seems like he's bringing the kid over like after a visitation or whatever Ah. but but what that that looks like that might be a potential awards thing probably more for acting than anything but Mm. uh the other one that's on here and and barrett you listed this black friday uh is uh is the is the one about the store that gets overrun with zombies you said this looks up your alley and yes, i was i went and looked for the trailer and i had already seen it and dismissed it as a stinky doo-doo 
Um, <laughs> what exactly appeals to you about this? Looks like the lowest budget thing ever. You know what it is? It's uh, it's career opportunities. Mm. Remember that movie? Mm. No. Uh, with uh, Frank Dana Carly and uh, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> I said Dana Carly. <laughs> Well, Dana Carvey did a movie called Opportunity Knox, <laughs> Opportunity Knox. There which you go. was, I think, in the same year. They're uh, they're stuck in career opportunities. They're stuck in like a Target type of store mm-hmm. uh, overnight, which has mm-hmm. always been my dream. This is that with zombies. Just happens to be Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Uh, Bruce Campbell's in this. Michael Jai White, and I think it. I don't know, man. Alt horror comedy has become my my new jam. I introduced the wife to Ready or Not uh, the other night, and she mm-hmm. absolutely fell in love with it. I was like, I'm going to give you two alt comedy horror uh, options, Freaky or Ready or Not. And I gave her the plots of each, and she was like, oh, let's watch Ready or Not. Uh, and she loved it, and now she wants to watch Freaky. So, like, this is just, I don't know. It's, it's, a, different, it's a different ballpark, but I just think it's... I, I could see you putting it in that umbrella... Uh, it looks like stinky doo doo. <laughs> Not just doo doo, um, stinky. I think we have. I think we have a potential for interviews on that movie, but probably not anymore. Um, oh, no. <laughs> 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 Bruce Campbell was ready to come on to the show. That's right. And he was like, "Hey, hey, I heard what you said. I'm the this yeah. is my boomstick." <laughs> um. Uh okay, November twenty fourth. Talk about a movie I cannot get horny for at all. House of Gucci, the yeah. Ridley Scott uh adaptation. I get. I don't know if it's name. It's, it's about the Gucci family, and I. There's a lot of actors in here that I love: Al Pacino, Adam Driver. I even like Lady Gaga as an mm-hmm. actor. But I can't get excited about this movie whatsoever. Mm-mm. What is it about this movie that uh, they're advertising it like this is the event of the fall, and it's like I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not getting. It. Is are are people excited about this movie? It, it already uh, has its head up its own ass. It already has its head. It, like it feels like there are people ass. excited for it, and I think they're the people who like gossipy fashion world type shit like that wasn't there a ryan murphy miniseries about not not gucci but the, versace uh, not versace mm-hmm. and that was pretty popular i think that there's sort of a real life soap opera kind of thing it's not interesting to me um it looks like people playing dress up and it very much does like even i mean and and lady gaga who looks like she's doing a great job playing that character it seems just too much like an act the whole time like it doesn't seem like she is that person and it could be the machinations of a trailer making me think that but it just feels like everybody's play acting exactly that trailer sets a record for how many times they say gucci Mm mm-hmm yeah, they say yeah. more than eighth probably, grade. Probably, I'm estimating 800 times in that trailer. Yeah, no, 800. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, think I tell you, who that. does look decent in this is Jared Leto. Oh, me. oh. See he, now, Jared Leto is the is the epitome of the play acting and like out of right. like 
Yeah, I'm done with his. Like ass. his 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 whole thing at this point is let's make me look weird, and then I'll do something weird, <laughs> and 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 that'll qualify as acting. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but you're right. But I, you, I have, he I might be no... he might be fun to watch. I don't know. You know, I mean, he probably like pranked all the actors on the set too, he being did. that person. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Irons is in it too, I think. Jeremy Irons. Salma Hayek is in this. Too. Salma Hayek's in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bless her. Oh yeah. my god. I I I personally don't feel like this is going to be a big hit at all. I feel like this looks like one of those that they're trying to make to be an event, but people will just by and large not go to it. But I could be completely wrong. Could be like know. a slam dunk hit for all I know. But um, also on the twenty fourth, uh, Disney. Uh, by themselves, not Pixar, is uh, is doing Encanto, uh, which is about a magic house. Yes, a magic house where everybody has a special ability in the whole family except for one girl. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the reverse of your typical superhero-powered type deal. And, of course, this is Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, and he's been involved. Some of these movies he's been involved with, like uh, Moana, yeah. He was brought in late it's to write music for a music. story that was mostly done. But he's been involved in this one from the beginning. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have high hopes. I, it has a very low bar to beat the Vivo movie that I watched with my wife that he voiced and mm-hmm. wrote the music mm-hmm. for. Uh, but this looks this looks like a Pixar movie. Um, mm-hmm. As they have, you know, Disney and Pixar have begun to blend together. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this one. I've always wondered what their... Um... I mean, I know that the reason why Disney does their own stuff is just in case, I guess, Pixar ever breaks off and they have they can still have their own brand of 3D animation and everything, I guess. I don't know. Disney has so much money now. I don't know how Pixar would ever tear away from them at this point, but maybe <laughs> they could. Maybe there's a chance that they could somehow. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I was I was watching that trailer very intently because I was like, is this Disney or Pixar or what? <laughs> And it's pretty adamant that it's just Disney, not Pixar. In fact, they might as well have said, by the way, not Pixar in the middle of the the trailer. It's like pop star doing the not gay thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, it it, it looks good. I I, I don't entirely understand it. It's It's a house that was built by magic and then something happens to the magic and then they have to go into another world to fix the magic. That's basically what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. So magic is always breaking. uh, Do you guys know if if Disney Plus is done with this day and date thing? Like they're not even going to do it. Seems like they are. They are. Seems like they're done with that. I think Marvel is, but like Disney just dropped Luca on Disney Plus in the middle of the summer. Yeah. It didn't even put that shit in theaters, I don't think. Um, But, um, yeah, I think at least with Marvel stuff, they've signaled because of that lawsuit that they're going to... But everything's moving back in that direction anyway. It'll probably be company-wide, though. I'm going to enjoy my Matrix viewing at home, and then it's all going to go away. I know. That'll be the the last hurrah, essentially, for you. Mm. (laughs) Just buck naked, just sitting on your couch (laughs) like fucking Mm -hmm. Matrix me, bitch. That's right. That's right. Matrix me hard. (laughs) Um also on November 24th, we don't have to talk about it too much, but Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City comes out and that is the 
that is them basically rebooting resident evil it even looks like it kind of goes back to the old game where they go into the mansion very much. and all that very uh, much so no more look from nakita <laughs> no, no no more mila jovovich in this Aww. uh looks like uh they're trying right director to... wrong actress <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> uh but uh um yeah kaya scotelario is in this who's in um uh oh, fuck the uh uh, maze runner which is f- maze runner uh and uh and she was in one of that i think that last pirates of the caribbean that came out she was in that and she mm. was in uh the alligator movie um oh crawl oh, crawl. crawl she was in that i liked that movie did yeah. you really yeah i mean i probably won't watch it again but i liked it mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um on november 26th i have licorice pizza down on this one that's pta paul thomas all Anderson. of hollywood has already shot their load over this movie me so. too mm-hmm. <laughs> well i knew you would but um yeah i mean the trailer looks good it looks it's more appealing to me than the trailers for his last couple movies and most of those have grown on me over time um so yeah what i like about it is that he's chosen unexpected leads um not um <clears throat> really even famous actors like one is a i guess a marginally famous singer um mm-hmm. part of a singing group right but, uh yeah, the trailer looked good. Gave me a lot of almost famous vibes, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. Um, I think they are both paying homage to the same kind of vibe and feel and era. But there you go. Yeah, you go. it uh, it uh, has Cooper Hoffman, who's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, uh, is playing the lead in this. Um, but it looks like it has a ton of people. Bradley Cooper plays John Peters, and it's pretty funny. Uh there's that Streisand thing. Barbara Streisand. Kid <laughs> keeps saying sand. Sand. Is Barbara I Streisand? What, I, I I find myself liking Bradley Cooper's performances despite myself. I don't I don't know. I don't obviously don't know him personally. I just know kind of how he is in the press, and he doesn't seem like the easiest person to get along with, at least from that mm. aspect. Mm-hmm. But God damn it! I mean guy's got fucking range and he's funny and mm-hmm. he's really grown into an excellent actor uh, i think it's interesting uh i think it's interesting that paul thomas anderson went to john peters and said i'm making a movie with your your character is going to be you're going to you're going to be in this and basically essentially got his blessing and peters told him stories and all sorts of stuff so uh yeah peters is uh part of that uh hit and run book that i've brought up many times oh he's, is he he's one of the the big studio heads that was a part of sony uh back in the day with peter cooper um and it's you know talks about how they ran sony into the ground back in the day with all that like craziness like hudson hawk and cliffhanger and last action hero and all that stuff um but uh but yeah i'm looking forward to this i i'm a little bit guarded about it i i I, i'm i'm not like super excited about it like it's not it, it feels like uh if you're if you lived in california in the 70s this might be right up your alley which doesn't you know fit my life whatsoever so um i I, i'm always interested in whatever he has to put out so i'm gonna it's like that movie that um jonah hill made like mid 90s (laughs) oh yeah and i was a 90s kid and i watched that movie and i felt no connection to anything i saw in that movie at all 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be uh, literally in like San Fernando Valley right, <laughs> and exactly. into skateboarding yeah, exactly. in the 90s. <laughs> Um, on December 3rd, the only movie that I see as wide on December 3rd is Wolf, not oh to be confused with the Mike Nichols movie from 1994 starring Jack Nicholson. Um, now remember when we had a theme a few years ago where it was like little children running through the woods and <laughs> all that? Yeah. This winter preview seems to have a lot of like people changing into animals type of stuff going on. <laughs> There's a lot of that stuff going on. And this one, it's one, it feels like the world has, a, is acknowledging it as a disorder where people think that they are uh, turning into other animals. But this guy, this lead in this movie, uh, shows some real, like, like he's really going to turn into a wolf or something in this, in this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, it never quite shows him turning into one. So it could always be those, like a psychological thriller type of thing. Mm-hmm. I get very uh, much like. It's weird, it, like lobster vibes. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a uh, little because bit. Because they're meeting mm-hmm. in a site in, in some sort of institution. Mm-hmm. You know, there's animals involved, uh, and it and it almost seems like this is directed by a, a woman. It's not Yorgos Lanthimos, but it almost right. seems like it has a Yorgos Lanthimos type of mm-hmm. delivery from everything. And I got to tell you, I'm a little bit excited uh, to see how Lily Rose Depp uh does approaches mm-hmm. her career mm-hmm. i don't know if i've seen her in anything besides she was in yoga hosers wasn't yeah she? yoga hosers <laughs> and that that movie is that movie all right i don't think anybody had any pretensions about doing that movie but that's the she only thing i've seen her in so i yoga I w- hosers and then she was in johnny depp's balls <laughs> <laughs> she was she had a recurring character. Um, a recurring character? <laughs> hey, that's Lily Rose right there. I can feel her kicking. That's right. That's right. She, uh, um, it's him and Vanessa Paradis, right? The, the, yeah. That's her, yeah. Kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also on December 3rd, there are a lot of limited things and a lot of like heavy hitters nightmare alley, which is the new Guillermo del Toro movie. And this also has some animal changing or maybe, or I don't know. It's like a carnival, uh, something said at a carnival and it seems like there might be some coop, right? This is another uh, Bradley Cooper. Yep. 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 And, uh, and the whole trailer is saying, is he a man or a beast or whatever? And, and it's got the usual visual flair of a Guillermo del Toro movie. It looks enticing, but I've been, I've been disappointed before. Um, he's gotten to the point where you can tell it's a Guillermo del Toro movie just by seeing some frames. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just he got a very distinct his, style. Yes. Yeah. His thing. And it's gorgeous. You're I'm with you, Chris. I, I think Shape of Water is probably my favorite movie that he's done. I like mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but like I don't connect necessarily emotionally or like practically with these yeah. movies. I just they're they're fun to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I I like I like those movies that you mentioned. Uh, I mean, and any and, and you know, Hellboy was kind of fun. And yeah, yeah, Hellboy two was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not all the way there where a, a lot of film nerds are, where it, where he is concerned. It seems like everybody, I mean, he's a, he's a great guy. 
he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he is he i mean that's the thing like a lot of people know him and he's he's just very you know he's just such a such a cool and nice guy and everything and i think a lot of times that translates into oh his movies are amazing and it's not i haven't quite gotten there i haven't quite gotten there on those the visuals were amazing um uh, then a uh, movie that uh, Jeremy uh, sort of uh, kind of told us about Silent Night uh, with uh, Kieran Knightley and yet another end of the world type movie. <laughs> Although this is a very, very dark comedy. Yeah. Uh, and it looks fun. It looks fun. It does. It, it does, does, man. It's like mm. melancholy except for like funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. <clears throat> what's the, I mean, okay. So Kieran Knightley has gotten, awards nominations she's probably won some but i feel like she's excellent all the time yeah Mm -hmm. and and she doesn't get in my opinion that reputation that i think she deserves because she's also got range she's done comedy she's done light dramedy she's done serious fucked up childhood atonement dramas she's done fucking pride and prejudice she's Mm. i mean Anyway, I think she's just, yeah, she's just a great actress. um, And I don't feel like she gets talked about with, you know, the other, like the Kate Winslet's of the world, but I think she's every bit as good. Yeah. I think, I think she's, she's just been one of those who's never played the game basically. So to speak. You're right about that. She seems to not be on lots of magazine covers and just showing up out of nowhere when she doesn't have anything to promote. It's just, she's kind of been hardly just been uh working hard for mm. a long time since she came she came up so yeah. many years ago yeah. so she's uh, 36 is she uh, what was the uh the fucking uh freud movie that she did she was excellent oh that. that was uh yeah i, I, I know what you're the, talking the, about the imitation game <laughs> yeah she's in the imitation game she is in um, the imitation game i saw the dangerous movie. method yeah that was the excellent in that that was um uh god cronenberg who did that yeah 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 that's a really really good movie and she ain't the problem in the pirates movies in fact she's probably one of the best parts of the pirates movies uh Mm -hmm. in the three that she was in um the hell she wasn't bad in the jacket (laughs) yeah i like the jacket i kind of like the jacket too don't bring any jacket slander in here (laughs) <laughs> can't 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 be with you on that one guys i I remember the jacket being a singularly miserable experience but maybe <laughs> maybe if i watch it again i'll be on your level um well, i do know that they use that famous uh diner in the jacket that they use in um training day and i think it's mm. also in seven uh, ah yes that diner one, yes. that's been in like a hundred different movies mm-hmm um and then we have benedetta paul verhoven's uh, movie about sexy nuns well, i like nuns. the description paul verhoven's movie about sexy nuns that should yeah. literally be the tagline i don't know why they try for anything else yeah i guess they're not sexy nuns but they are nuns that are uh having sex i've stuff. seen a surprising amount of movies with sexy nuns in the last five ten years yeah yeah there's been a lot of that lately Which there has to say been, at least sure. two the, the yeah. little hours and yep. that one with Margaret Qualley in it. Yes, Margaret Qualley in it, and also <laughs> can't remember what the Melissa Leo. Um, ah, yes, it was called. It's some Catholic term. Um, 
sublegation. I don't know. It's something uh, succession. Shit. Novitiate. Novitiate. Yeah, that's Novitiate. Novitiate. Oh, where she's not necessarily a nun. She's a nun in training. And yeah. plus, you've seen the Seinfeld in which the nun and the novitiate falls for Kramer because he's got the Kavorka. Kavorka. Anyway, if you know your Paul Verhoeven, <laughs> if you know your Paul Verhoeven, you know that this movie is going to just go completely over the line and 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 be and be crazy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what he's always done with his sex movies. Are you uh, <laughs> on board with this? I will watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always interesting to watch, no matter what. Yeah. Um, hey, you like Barrett. You're a big Insomniac fan. You probably feels like a companion piece to that. Not Insomniac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Try, look, normally I can follow <laughs> these <laughs> these detours, but I have no <laughs> fucking clue where, you're, where yeah. you're at right now. You're trying to be Ryan Gosling and the nice guys where he's trying to figure out what the dude meant by... <laughs> The two-part sex movie with Shia LaBeouf on Netflix. Oh. Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac. <laughs> Nymphomaniac. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like if Christopher Nolan and Lars von Trier got together and did Insomnia Nymphomaniac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, there was also that Rachel McAdams movie with Rachel Weisz where they made out, and I think they were religious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were religious <laughs> church group. They were at Sunday school and they had hot dishes and they were like, let's yeah, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, kind of orthodox thing in that movie. There's that they are. I don't they're not nuns though. Um also on December third, I have a movie called Flee, F L E E, where um it looks like it's a documentary that they've animated, maybe. Oh, I was hoping it was like a prequel to Fled. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It's going to have the guy yeah. who plays Morpheus and Matrix playing Lawrence Fishburne's character. See, you see how he got arrested in the first place. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Before they fled, they flee. <laughs> but uh, what was there was a. Uh, um, it remind that it's it's weird they keep saying it's a documentary but it's animated so it's like i guess they've interviewed this dude and they and they are kind of like animating the story that he tells throughout it mm-hmm. um and it's about a guy who who's who's living in uh, Kabul i think and that's when the muhajidin come in and start you know there's like bombings and stuff so he has to leave the, t- the city and he he goes to another place and it's about going to a new place and 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 everything but it looks really good um this could be uh like uh who was what was the uh persephone it's not persephone uh, persepolis persepolis yeah 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 where yeah. The, it was animated it reminds me a lot of that by Interesting. the way yeah 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 Huh. It yeah. says that uh, executive producers are Riz Ahmed and Nikolai Castor Waldo. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, right. but it looks good, man. I mean, it, it's a, a trailer I saw at the Belcourt recently, and uh, mm-hmm. I saw that it was a, 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 a at least a mild contender for Oscars. So um, uh, I wanted to bring that one up. 
And uh, finally, on December third, The Hand of God. Uh, it's a it's an Italian movie. It's it's just got some Oscar buzz. It's a, it looks like it's a coming of age type of thing, and it's coming out on Netflix. Um, December tenth, we have West Side Story. Gag me with a spoon. Steven Here, this Spielberg. This is the one. This is the one that I was talking about. Obviously, uh, at mm-hmm. the top of the show, where he's. Am I wrong that this is shooting for all of the Oscar noms? Oh, for sure. Um, no doubt about it. God, I talk about. I've I've got an anti boner for for this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I bet it's going to be good. I, Jeremy and I watched this recently, uh, and I I found myself kind of comically disliking it at first, and then realizing what a masterpiece it is. The the nineteen sixty one version. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's right. And I'm sure Spielberg's going to direct the shit out of it. I'm sure it's going to mm-hmm. be fine. Story's fine. I mm-hmm. don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anybody else like and 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 you know uh, this is another thing. You start seeing these trailers of, of movies that were supposed to come out, you know, last year or whatever, and. I think there's a lot of uh, uh, stuff that's come out about Ansel Elgort, and that's and it's weird seeing him in this movie. Uh, that might be like a a huge like uh, just detractor for a lot of people to watch this uh, who who may have been on the fence to watch it in the first place. Uh, you know, when he ha- I mean, he's, I was watching trailers. I was like, oh my God, look at all these problematic people. Like these people weren't problematic when it was, when it was supposed to come out, <laughs> but now they are. But now they are. Um, uh, so I just don't understand this. Every time I've expressed this sentiment on Twitter, I get a handful of people who are like, well, in the f- original, they put brown face on some people and that you know we could at least correct that injustice and i'm like well then let's let why isn't spielberg remaking breakfast at tiffany's to fix that racial mm-hmm. injustice and that, that's not the reason he's doing it he's doing yeah. it to win oscars and so he can make a musical and he's just at a stage in his career where i mean i will always respect steven spielberg and he could make he could make he could make Black Fridays for the rest of his career, and I would still respect Steven Spielberg. Could make Stuck on You too, and I would be fine. But this—I don't understand this choice at all, and I have zero interest in this movie. Yeah, kind of same here. Uh, yeah, I mean it'll bad. be good. I'll catch it on a Sunday at some point in 2025. Right, right, 2025. <laughs> Also on December 10th, there's a movie apparently coming out called National Champions. It had no trailer, uh, and it's about uh, a quarterback who decides not to play the big game and leads a big strike uh, to get uh, proper pay and stuff. I couldn't find for a trailer who? for it. For uh, the what? football players? Yeah, for the football players. Is somebody decently famous? Uh, Oliphant and uh, J.K. Simmons is is in this. Another J.K. Yeah, Simmons. Yeah, although thing. I don't think that those are the it's and Alexander Ludwig who's the the quarterback who plays it. But yeah, Timothy Oliphant and J.K. Simmons are in it. Um, but okay. yeah, that was something that's apparently coming out on December tenth, but it doesn't have a trailer, so it may not come out. It may come out later, twenty twenty two. May never come out. You never know. Um, also on December tenth, don't look up. Adam McKay's movie with uh, that's uh, coming out on uh, will be on Netflix at some point. Leonardo DiCaprio 
is in this um is Meryl this a comedy that you're not supposed to laugh at i don't know the it, trailer... it's about a comet that's coming towards earth and he's i think trying to warn the president played by yeah. Mel creep and nobody and, cares and nobody cares and jonah that... hills in this um did, did you did you the trailer make you laugh uh no not really i mean it, it i think they're trying to get a bunch of laughs from dicaprio like hyperventilating in a bathroom at the beginning of this thing and then from jonah hill's like response in the oval office about mm. you know whatever the line is that he says uh, yeah did, it didn't land for me i don't know I, I wasn't a big fan of the last movie this guy made so yeah uh but he's also done enough good stuff that yep he's got a good he's got a goodwill rating right now and that, listen leonardo DiCaprio, aviator and jay edgar aside has a pretty good picker mm-hmm. uh, he does he, he doesn't take a lot of projects and they usually are high quality so mm-hmm. i will give him the benefit of the doubt but i will wait for you guys to tell me it's good before us yeah i think this just needs a better trailer and i i'm sure we'll see one in the next week or two before this comes out because that trailer is very teasery that's on right now they don't have anything that's bigger i don't think it also but. is it gonna be funny to watch yeah. government officials willfully ignore a catastrophe that's impending after we've just here's, lived through well it? probably not here's the thing you know uh, the big short wasn't objectively i mean it is objectively funny but it's not about funny stuff right but he somehow made that funny a lot of people think Veep or Vice, Veep, Vice, Vice. Was, was funny in, in certain, and there were some laughs in that, but it's about horrible subject matter too. Uh, so I think that's kind of maybe Adam McKay's thing now, right? Yeah. What is yeah. the uh, the TV show, Chris, that he's doing right now on HBO? Oh, it's Succession is his thing. Mm. Oh, is he a producer on that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think he actually helped create it but uh, that shows initially. that shows really good the first season i was like ah, i don't know i this is one of those that i think i picked up like right as the pandemic started so i mm-hmm. watched the the two seasons that had been going on the first season was okay but i watched mm-hmm. the second season and the second season was great i feel like adam mckay is your your guy chris I, I feel oh like yeah he, he definitely he's is he's there's a there's a there's a style that i i really like starting with the big short which i will still claim is probably my most watched movie of the past 10 years it's so good um but i have not you know you guys hated vice and i liked it pretty good but i haven't haven't come back to vice yeah uh, since it since it came out so i mean I think I think he's he's one of those who really understands comedy, and he's obviously um, trying. He's doing something a little bit different than what we see in most drama or comedy drama dramas or whatever. So, I'll I'll be watching this. They do need a better trailer though. Um, also on the tenth, this is an Amazon release that I guess is going to be in theaters as well. Being the Ricardos, which is Aaron Sorkin's uh, movie uh, with Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, the, the trailer that's out doesn't really tell you much. Um, nope. Nope. Uh, is it Javier Bardem that's playing uh, Desi mm-hmm. Arnaz? Yep. Yep. I I get very Steve Jobs vibes from this uh, thing. For the <laughs> obvious yeah. or Jobs. Yeah. No, Steve Jobs. Uh, because of the Sorkin connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Danny Boyle directed that, <clears throat> of course, uh, uh, 
uh, Aaron Sorkin is directing and writing this one. Um, I bet this is going to be a pleasant surprise, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. And this gave me more Mank vibes, and maybe that's just because of the old Hollywood, real people involved, movie set setting kind of thing. It's weird because uh, a good friend of mine saw that trailer and said, that looks like garbage. And like 30 minutes later, my brother emailed and said, that trailer looks amazing. <laughs> and I really think it's all about your expectations on the leads and you know how much you want a lookalike which is it's weird that we're having these conversations because Sorkin was involved in the social network where we didn't have a lookalike and it worked right. just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the early buzz is that uh, Kidman is great and that she's not, she, she's only doing Lucy's mannerisms within the filming of scenes for the I love Lucy show where she behaves the way Lucy did on that show. And there's mm-hmm. only apparently two or three minutes of that in the whole movie. And the rest of the time it's more about, the person she is and not what you remember her voice sounded like or what, you know, her mannerisms were like on the show. Um, so I'm curious. Um, I'm curious. You know, anything Sorkin does is worth a look for me. He's directed two movies so far. So far, I think one was good and the other one was good. So mm-hmm. I know I you thought, guys like th- the second one even you're, more. You're but. totally right. I, I, I actually think it's hard to call the trial of Chicago seven. Great. I liked it a lot. There's something about he's like Adam Cave for me. Like there's something about Sorkin that I can I can just go with. Hmm. Both of those movies, uh, the the Miss Sloan Supper Club dinner, uh, yep. fucking fucking yep. fucking Molly's yep. game, Molly's mm. game, and um, and uh, Green Poker Chicago. Chips. They both <clears throat> needed. <laughs> they both needed twenty minutes uh, trimmed off. But I think yes. you know, obviously the dialogue is there. Obviously. And I, I think him as a director uh, is really, really good too. So, I'm... yeah, I will the, just just like anybody else that's on this list who's big. I'm going to watch this movie uh, because of them, and I will I will hold my reservations at the door and watch watch these movies. Uh, also on December 10th, uh, I believe this is a limited release. Red Rocket, which is the new Sean Baker movie uh, that the oh. uh, guy who did the Florida Project um simon rex simon rex who is basically i guess playing himself because he used to be a porno actor Mm -hmm. um and uh and it looks like it's got that old you know that real indie like earthy like real people vibe that we saw in the florida project um and it looks pretty funny it uh it looks pretty good uh he's getting oscar buzz yeah yeah for sure uh simon rex for a lot of you our age uh was a mtv vj for mm-hmm. a while yes right solid uh, video jockey i tell you what mm-hmm. man a24 doesn't miss very often so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty well, it's gotta be something there all right everybody it's time to talk about better help better help better help better help better help better help this is good stuff it's hard to get out there these days. It's hard to it's hard to get out. It's hard to deal with 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 doctors' offices and therapists' offices and insurance people and money people and front desk people and waiting room people. It's hard enough to find the right counselor for you if you're having mental health issues, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's the old adage of, I can't, I can't get a job cause I don't have a car and I can't ha- get a car cause I don't have a job. 
the same thing. It's hard to get a therapist if you're if you're too if you're feeling too down and depressed to motivate yourself to get a therapist. Uh, but if you don't have a therapist, then the mental health problems can persist. BetterHelp takes care of all that uh, because all you do is literally go to betterhelp.com slash syncast. You log in. They, they do what's, what's called an inventory. They basically ask you questions about how you've been feeling lately. How worried have you been lately? How stressed have you been lately? How sad have you been lately? Things like that. Um, and, and, you know, you're, you just answer to the best of your ability. It, it's not graded or anything like that. They're just trying to set you up in the best position and the best counselor to match to you, which they do within 48 hours, which is unbelievable. Uh, and you're off and running. And this is all from your computer, your tablet, your phone, from home. You can do video chat. You can do text chat. The possibilities are really uh, amazing in this platform. And it's all to help you. Once again, if you don't get along or, or vibe or make progress with your counselor that you match with initially, you can change your counselor and no judgment, no payment, no, you know, uh, change fees or anything like that. You just go on and you do what is best for you. And that's the mission of BetterHelp and couldn't recommend it enough. I recently learned um, of another excellent target audience for BetterHelp. <clears throat> People who travel a lot. Uh, I was talking oh, yeah. to an old college friend on chat the other day uh, that I had hadn't talked to in a few years and um, <clears throat> he travels all the time. Now we didn't get into talking about mental health, but you know, he talked about how stressful all the travel was and how he's only in, you know, one place for a week or two at a time. And then he's in another place and then he's in another place. Um, <clears throat> and I just, it just kind of clicked with me like, man, better help would be perfect for this dude. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended, I ended up later on sending him an email and just, you know, suggesting it if the stress gets too bad, maybe give this a shot because, you know, he doesn't have a central location where he can go to a therapist's office every week or every two weeks, whenever his, you know, appointments are, he's always on the go. Better help is perfect for him. He can have a licensed professional therapist and he can connect wherever he is online on his phone, on his tablet, on his computer. It's perfect. And I'd never considered that before because I'm the exact opposite of the person who travels a lot. <clears throat> I don't want to be glib about this, but think about what a change there would be in George Clooney's character in Up in the Air if he had an access to a, a, a service like this. Hmm. You know, this guy is completely lost. He's completely in his own head. He needs help, right? And this would have been perfect for him. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, when you're stuck in a hotel room and you're like, uh, I'm not feeling all that great. Better help is a perfect option. <clears throat> you're feeling sad, depressed, down, stressed. Holidays are coming up, folks. We all know sometimes that can be very, very stressful. Uh, mental health issues can be exacerbated uh, by, by that kind of thing, uh, let alone being still in the middle of a pandemic. So go to BetterHelp dot com slash sendcast to get 10 percent off your first month which is a very important month obviously uh better help com slash sendcast it is as easy as you can imagine uh try it now if you've been putting it off this is the time don't wait any longer do it now enjoy <laughs> 
$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Um, December 17th, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. I'm still excited Ooh. about this, by the way. Cameo I feel like stuff. you've lost lost your uh, your excitement, Jeremy. I love Spider-Man. There will come a time when I will be able to watch this movie and appreciate it for what it is. But I don't want to be there with an opening night crowd because I know they're going to scream and squeal and cheer at every single cameo beat. That's correct. And... Uh, my great hope is that there's a good story under here, um, and I fear there's not. I fear that the, they think just getting these cameos, I don't want to spoil anything. Everybody knows who's expected to be in this movie. Um, I think they think that alone is enough, and it will. Listen, it will be. If Toby and Andrew are in this movie, it's going to make Avengers-level money. I keep saying this on Twitter. It's going to be the highest-grossing single-hero mcu movie in terms of focusing on spider-man dr strange is in it um his in history it's going to beat black panther i think if they are in it but that doesn't mean the movie's going to be good hmm. into the spider-verse wasn't good solely because there were five different spider-man in it That's it was right. good because they had an outstanding story with solid family connections to it to a morally questionable uncle and a, a father who's just trying to do the right thing that movie is so good from the ground up um, and here it just feels like we're throwing cameos at you. Every new poster, every new, they're going to put a new trailer out tomorrow. It's going to have everybody in it. I think they're not even going to care about spoiling it. There are might as well at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. There are two things against this being as big as you're saying it's going to be though. Uh, one, it does have to be good. It has to be, if it's not, it will not make, mm. it will not make that money at all. Mm. Not a chance. It now December seventeenth is a release date that in the past movies like Titanic and Star Wars have used to go to uh, tremendous glory in the top ten box office of all time. Uh, but those movies had their own word of mouth and uh, that that propelled them through the later months. Also, no competition this year. There's a lot of competition, and we're going to be getting mm. to that um on this um i i think it will do probably what it'll probably do better than obviously black widow it'll probably do better than shang chi and eternal well here's where here's my logic uh, and and you certainly would know better than me but far from home made 1.13 billion mm-hmm. and black panther made 1.347 billion Okay, so yeah, we it's only are a going two hundred million dollar difference from a mediocre Star Spider Man movie 
to Black Panther. Black Panther was good, but Far From Home certainly didn't make that money because of good reviews and word of mouth, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So my theory is you have Far From Home, only this time it's got Peter and Andrew and Willem Dafoe and Doc Ock and Jamie Foxx. I think people are going to pay the the ticket to see Toby rip off his mask, even if the whole movie is bad. They're going to go back to see that Toby movie. I don't know. I'm ha- I am I would be happy to be wrong, especially if this movie is garbage. I would love to see it not do well. Um, well, no. I mean, I think I think it always. I think these movies always have a chance to beat the worldwide mark, and we should probably think of worldwide more often than we do. Um, that's true. Always, we also didn't always, specify. Yeah. Always look at the the domestic, uh, just because that's what that we were trained to do back in the nineties. Because mm-hmm. the worldwide didn't mean shit for a long time. Fuck you, world. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, worldwide, if we're, if we're talking about all the different territories it's going to be, and it's going to, you know, it, it probably will be Black Panther worldwide. Uh, yeah. I think Avengers went to went higher than that, though. Um, I think Avengers it did. End, I just closed the page. Like Avengers Endgame, or is it Infinity War? Uh, I think we're talking the two billion territory yeah. of those. Endgame and, was two point seven. Infinity War was two point oh four. So. Yeah, I, I I think somewhere in between that Black Panther figure and that those Avengers figures is where we're looking at for this one, probably. I but know, I, I'll be happy to be proven wrong. If this movie's awesome, I will be its biggest cheerleader. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I don't want to see some fun cameos or a neat multiverse idea. It's just. It's a pretty big fucking gimmick to try mm-hmm. and put an actual good movie around. I don't know if they're going to have time. But I, I, the other part of part of me that says it's it's going to have a hard time is because Matrix Resurrections comes out the very next week, and yeah. it's going to be tough to 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 emulate any kind of because most of these these of two movies that I mentioned, Titanic and and uh, was it uh, was it Rise was it Rise was it, no it wasn't Rise of Force it was Awakens first, right? Force Awakens that made mm. all the made all the money um those two had the that tremendous ride from december to february and there was nothing to get in its way Mm. but this one and there's a lot of stuff about. yeah that's that's another good point although my only other counter would be at least uh, at least some matrix fans like me will not be going to the box office to see that movie yeah Uh, yeah whereas spider-man fans have no choice Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yes, mm-hmm. Barrett, I will be naked when I watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also on December seventeenth, uh, the Lost Daughter, Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut with Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman. Seeing some uh, good things about this. Yeah, <clears throat> what, you know what's funny? I had never heard of this movie until I started doing all the research into what was coming out and everything. Uh, the trailer comes on, and I'm looking at the the actor who's kind of in silhouette uh, at the beginning of the trailer and i was like is that maggie gyllenhaal and then i was like oh it's olivia coleman okay whatever and then it was like a film by maggie gyllenhaal <laughs> i was like, I was like that was whoa creepy. that's fucked up um i don't know what this movie's about but olivia coleman looks amazing in it um and she's getting tremendous oscar buzz for it yeah she seems to do that a lot mm-hmm. yeah she's she's, 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 she's pretty chance. fantastic Somebody else big in this <clears throat> yeah there is, is. uh i know peter sarsgaard's in it because well he's good but he's also dakota johnson <clears throat> dakota johnson Ooh. is in it and it looks like there might be some sort of friction between her and dakota johnson it's a psychological drama right dun, dun, dun. 
Um, but it looks good. It looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, all involved. There might be a lot of nominations. Involved so you're saying that the trailer isn't just a bunch of her running around saying, I've lost my daughter. Where's my daughter? <laughs> Not without my daughter. She's Not lost. without my daughter. Yes, yeah, Sally Field shows up at some point. Mm. Um, I do uh, love that that time, there's a joke in the Harry Potter compilation video. <laughs> Where uh, Mama Weasley kills Bellatrix, and there's a not without my daughter. Oh, yeah. There's an alien <laughs> slash not without my daughter joke in there. It's so funny. <laughs> there's a um, there was there's some Family Guy thing that it's so it's a uh, it's like uh, it's like Harrison Ford in uh, in some in some. Uh, family drama or whatever and, and and he's going around to everybody picking him up by the lapels and going i want my family back <laughs> and he keeps going to each person and going i want my family back <laughs> um uh also on december 17th uh this is an amazon movie the tender bar george clooney's directed is directing that with ben affleck and it, it looks like a family drama has anybody ever been given more chances to direct without a home run well it depends on if Louis you Cole. think good night and good luck is not a home run hmm. i haven't seen that in forever i'll give you that one um, but you're right he's not like he's coming out with stuff that's making gobs of money and i just feel like when i saw george clooney directing i kind of rolled my eyes i feel like that's almost a seal of mediocrity now mm-hmm. like I like the guy. I like the actor and the producer, but mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, what else has he done? Mon- Monuments Men. That wasn't any yeah. good. Yeah. Stared Goats. Was that him? Me. Well, he did uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah, not my bag. Yeah. Did he direct Tomorrow War? No, that was no, that um, was our boy. No, yeah, no, no, was... no. Uh, not that was Tomorrowland, right? The Tomorrow. No. What was the one where he was <laughs> in the Arctic and had the Dave Letterman beard? So that was a Netflix movie. The 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 beeper, the the beacon, <laughs> the the little girl. I have to get across the Arctic to the spaceship Earth. The Earth beeper. That <laughs> 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 was not the Tomorrow War. No, it, was it wasn't. No, that's the, the Chris Pratt thing. It's the the, the, uh, the nah, signal, the booster. The, 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 yeah, it's <laughs> the beeper booster. <laughs> the beepers. I've got it. It's coming. It's coming. Zapper. Here it comes. Cold mountain with cold. a man. It, it was cold. It was very cold. <laughs> God the damn it! Where is it? Child on Earth. The Fucking... children. Someone think of the children. Yeah. Yeah. The receiver. Midnight sky. The night sky. Mm. Midnight sky. I was so close. And, it, it, and right. he did direct that too, and that was shat high. <laughs> shat high. <laughs> um, this doesn't look like a great movie or anything but you know um it's a it's a coming it's a coming out december 17th uh there was a very interesting trailer i saw for december 17th it's called swan song um and uh it uh, has mahershala ali in it it's coming out on apple i believe and this is another contender for oscars and stuff i just Um, uh read a good review of this on a website yeah it's about a man who has been giving a terminal diagnosis who goes to a place to put all of his memories into another uh, version of himself so that that person can continue living on after he dies 
Hmm. Um, and of course, all the conflicts that happen because of that. Man, uh, I don't want gl- some motherfucker carrying around my memories. When I die, I'm taking them with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if he looks like me or not. Yeah. I mean, this is an exact clone who doesn't know the difference between you and him. But but they're still my memories. He didn't, That's he true. Didn't burn them. Like, uh, anyway. It's like the Santa clone in Santa Claus 2. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to watch it. Mahershala Ali is amazing. And, yes, uh, is. and this looks like a really interesting thing. Glenn Close is in it. Uh, Naomi Harris is in it. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching this as one of the more interesting concepts that I saw, because we've always seen like the Logan's run or the Island or anything or something like that, where we don't know that they're clones and, you know, or, you know, what, I don't know, Logan's run, they're not clones, but you know, the, the, the Island they're, they're clones and like they're being, uh, they're being produced so that whenever the person out in the real world has a problem, they can just take from them, uh, and everything. Uh, we've never, we've never really seen it on the other side where that person has made this choice. And, um, and the choice is not, you know, for, it's not for some selfish gain. It's for, it's a real selfless act that you're, that you're giving this to your wife and your children, uh, they can, you can still be around. And there's a line in there where Glenn Close says you're about, you know, if you tell your wife that you're, you're about to die, then you won't be able to do this, uh, operation or this, not this operation, but you won't be able to do this thing because it's over at that point. If you tell them, that, tell her that she's going to die, that you're going to die. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It looks really good. Hmm. Um, December 22nd is the matrix resurrections. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, so, buddy. This trailer is fucking awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because you don't know, but you, you know a little bit, but you still don't know. And you get yeah. a little taste of some action, but you're also, there's nothing. They're not giving you nothing. You're like, is he, is he in the new Matrix? Is he in old Matrix? Is it the same Matrix? Is that, <laughs> is that Morpheus? Is it not Morpheus? Why right. is blue pill? That's, why is he taking blue pills? The blue pills are bad. <laughs> and you don't know. And then there's a helicopter, <laughs> and he throws it into another helicopter. <laughs> yes. God yes, damn, I'm ready for this movie. <clears throat> I I do have this this kind of uh horrible feeling though. Oh, no. The trailer has this awesome Jefferson Airplane song playing through it. They edited it so beautifully. Yeah. And in the middle of all this, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. Did I just see the effects that I just saw go? Did, what was that? What was that shit? That there's some there's some effects in this movie that I'm like, uh, are we sure that's what you were going with? Maybe they weren't that? done when the trailer came out. Uh, that's what they always say. That's what I'm clinging to. That's what I'm clinging to. That's what they always say. They said that about the first Spider-Man, and it turned out okay, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Almost spit. <laughs> no, I, I I am really excited about this. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to probably try to. I'm probably going to try to watch it when there's not a hundred million people in the IMAX. But I do want to watch it in an IMAX. I missed oh, that cool. opportunity with Dune, um, uh, because you know I drug my feet too long on Dune. God, I uh, having watched Dune, you know, on a regular TV, I cannot imagine the sound 
of the especially that score mm-hmm. in IMAX. Yeah. Like that probably I would have probably pooped myself. Yeah. Uh, just just from the 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 vibrato. <laughs> but exactly how Jeremy described this at the beginning, exactly. You're gonna be sitting there going, Yeah, why? Why all this? Why is this happening? Why do they not know each other? He and Carrie Ann Moss, why is that? And and uh and there could be a million different reasons, right? It could because yep. we there I mean it could be a prequel. It could be after all this happened in the last those last three movies. Um it could be something else. Who knows? I mean it's I mean it's yeah. I'm I'm really excited about it. I want to see it. But there like I said, that trailer is made in such a such an expert way that there's some creepiness. There's something creeping in to me, giving me some doubt on it. Cause I'm like, ah, there's some, some visuals. I'm not sure about there. Um, but this appears to be, this is Lana Wachowski without Lily Wachowski. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, and that's something that we're going to see in another movie that's coming up here in December, but, uh, where, uh, formerly siblings were, are not, uh, are are doing things on their own mm-hmm. so um but so that that's kind of interesting on its own as well but yep i will i will be watching matrix resurrections i am i am going to be tremendously hopeful that it's awesome so uh movies trying to compete against matrix resurrections oh. i guess you i guess you have you know i guess you have uh some counter programming here sing to <laughs> the illumination entertainment doesn't do sequels well no like they 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 like i mean they they do like despicable me franchise did pretty well i imagine i mean for for sequels but like they the secret life of pets too nobody gave a shit when that came out Mm -hmm. i don't think people are gonna give a shit about this when it comes out it looks like all the characters from the original are preparing for some sort of show and that's yeah it looks it looks serious and it looks like kind of dour and it's like yeah and And it all having fun the first one and it all seems to rely on getting this old guitarist who uh, whose wife died or whatever and they're playing still uh i still haven't found what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. uh you know i don't know um it doesn't look good to me yeah i actually like the first one yeah first one's actually pretty good yeah um and then uh talk about a movie that has been pushed back i think it's i think this was pushed back before the pandemic the king's man prequel to the kingsman movies and this just doesn't look good guys there's a reason why it got pushed back right like there's uh, now they're hiding it on december 22nd right where the matrix is coming out i mean Mm. i wouldn't be surprised if this got moved again yeah yeah but oh my god that doesn't look good um on December 24th, there are a couple of um, limited uh, releases. Parallel Mothers, the Pedro Almodovar movie that's coming mm. out, the Penelope Cruz. It's probably pretty good. I don't know. I haven't. I don't really know what it's about. It looks don't like really give away a whole lot in the trailer. Looks like Penelope Cruz gives birth to a child, and that and uh, and it's there's some question as to who the father might be, even mm. though she believes she, or at least says that she only slept with one guy. Uh, that seems to be one of the central dramas of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that comes out on December 24th and I'm sure it will have a lot of Oscar contention too. Uh, Cause Pedro Motivar usually does. They had uh, also a lot just, of bother uh, in, uh, in can, I think because mm-hmm. uh, there was a, 
Pedro Almodovar wanted to put a a poster of like a a breast on there, mm. like dripping mm -hmm. milk or something like that. Okay. Um, and uh, he was shut down for a while. And then he <laughs> was like, "The fuck, man! This is about mothers, and it's about like you know breastfeeding and stuff like that." Yeah, so I think he freed the nipple. I think the nipple is back. I'm well, sure there you not, go. Uh, you know, widely. You're not going to see it on the outside of your multiplex. Um, Miley did it first. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She did. She did. Miley. Yes. <laughs> she sure did. Um, also, on December 24th, uh, Cyrano, the new Joe Wright movie that has Peter Dinklage in it. We've, of course, seen thousands of Cyrano de Bergerac uh, adaptations. There was a Gerard Depardieu one that came out in like 1990. And Steve Martin's Roxanne came out in like 1987, uh, which was, yeah, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, this was Peter Dinklage playing Cyrano. Um, I mean, it's it's the same story that you that you know with Peter Dinklage. Okay, now listen, I thought this trailer looked pretty awesome. Yeah, um, okay. And I like, I like the twist that Cyrano isn't an outcast because of the usual reasons, but mm. this time it has to do with his dwarfism. This mm -hmm. is Joe Wright. So this is the guy that made Pride and Prejudice and Atonement mm. and Darkest mm -hmm. Hour and Hannah. So mm -hmm. uh, I have high hopes. Uh, now, not any of those were a musical. I think this might be his first musical. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that makes me kind of go, hmm don't necessarily know if i need the songs but <laughs> if he sneaks in a rocks and no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, i really like this trailer my wife and i have been big fans of several of his movies so uh i'm pretty excited about this one yeah i mean i'll watch it because peter dinkler just fucking rad yeah, yeah he is <clears throat> yeah so i'll i'll, I'll definitely watch it because of that to on christmas day uh yeah so on christmas day a journal for jordan this is a denzel washington movie uh that he's directed um uh, with uh, michael b jordan uh is in this uh it is about a guy who goes to war he gets i guess he's married or he's about to, he's engaged to get married and his fiance or wife is about to uh have a kid but he goes to war when this happens and uh he writes a journal um for the his unborn child and teaching this teaching this kid what it's like to have uh to to live in a world without a father uh, basically is what it's hmm. based on a true story um uh i i believe the the i, I think the marketing of this movie is trying to tell you that michael b jordan is going to be with us for all forever and always in this movie <laughs> so the trailer <laughs> that i watched very much felt like dear john or something like that which you know some nicholas sparks type of thing but it's not that at all um it's uh it's 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 more about uh you know it's uh, it's more about his unborn child and and uh having a journal uh, of uh i guess experiences i don't know it's based off of a play i believe or a book uh an existing book um so he uh denzel has an interesting career as a director um yeah he did antoine fisher the mm -hmm. great debaters yep fences all of those are yep. solid to really good mm -hmm. uh and in the middle of there an episode of gray's anatomy <laughs> in 2016 which was recently yeah, which Talked right. about by Alan Pompeo, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> yeah, 
you know, where I she think, apparently told him what's what or something on the set of Grey's Anatomy yeah, she was, was like, she's trying to say. Show. Like, yeah, it was, uh, she was sharing <sighs> this story. Like it was a good story to share. Not so much, but unlike Clooney, um, you know, Denzel has a pretty solid track record for me. Uh, as mm-hmm. a director and so uh, yeah uh, i'll take a look at this one and michael b jordan yeah for sure michael b jordan's always worth watching and i'm yeah. uh, i'm down for that so uh also on christmas day american underdog and oh my fucking god do we do we here in nashville want to relive kurt warner beating no. the tennessee titans in the super bowl i no. think is the not. movie going to cover that I well, think I it, it will. To. It's it's definitely it's definitely covering his life before he joins the Rams, where he's a grocery store grocery clerk. clerk. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it Zachary Levi is playing uh yeah. Kurt Warner in this, and uh, there is a who is comically playing Mike Martz in this because he's Mike Martz is an offensive coordinator at this time. He's not the head coach, but whoever's playing him, Dennis Quaid, it's like. It? It, no, Dennis Quaid no. plays Vermeil. That's Vermeil, right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but some, I, I think it's somebody who's known is playing Mike Martz, and it's. So, I mean, they fucking they got that gray hair and that weird, you know, that Mike Martz look. Man, he got it down. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, this is directed by uh, Andrew and John Irwin, who's done who've done a lot of like religious themed movies uh over the years uh was it i can't i I can only imagine and uh like if you look down the list it's like oh yeah yeah i remember not watching that Um, um also on christmas day i believe this is a limited release the tragedy of macbeth which is joel cohen by himself yeah no ethan cohen with yeah, this weird but it still looks fucking no. awesome it looks fucking awesome <laughs> looks amazing it looks like it's got incredible production value and it's denzel and fucking mm-hmm. francis mcdormand playing lady Macbeth is all mm-hmm. you had to say yeah i'm in i'm in yeah. sold <clears throat> this this looks like just a bold rich adaptation like okay we've seen a million macbeths but we haven't seen it like this and what is the last great macbeth though that you've seen now i've seen this on stage a million times i've seen it in the park a million times i feel like i've seen um uh, a few uh adaptations um no real modern adaptation that i'm that i'm aware of i know there was one with uh uh, uh shame fast bender yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm wearing off on you man um yeah what's funny are. is jeremy came up with fast bender before you said shame <laughs> but and, and i i didn't i didn't see that one i love the story of Macbeth, um mm-hmm. but i didn't even see that one this one i hope we, there was that run of hamlets back in the 90s right, right. like mm-hmm. really good hamlets both the brand version and the uh, the Bertolucci version were fantastic, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, Macbeth has has been through the ringer so many times that you don't really have a definitive version. This might not be, but it looks fucking old. Oh, it looks really good. It looks like one of the yeah. This is this is definitely definitely up my alley. I can't wait till I get my hands on that. Going on to January seventh, the the first big movie of the year is the three fifty five, which has Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, mm. um, uh, L- uh, Lupita Nyong'o's in it. Um, mm. 
Diane uh, Kruger. Yeah, Diane Kruger. And kind of an amazing feat, right? Because this this is a movie of mostly 40-something women all mm-hmm. kicking ass. Like, mm-hmm. you would have never seen this uh, maybe even five or ten years ago. Yep. Uh, uh, th- this kind of the lineup. But they're named after some, you know, George Washington and his crew had a female agent. They called the 355. And, you know, it's probably dubious historical. Actors. Fox Force mm-hmm. 5. Mm-hmm. Right. The mm-hmm. Fox Force 5. And, uh, yeah, Kept they it. they have to de- defeat evil. I think who's in the name of Sebastian Stan, who's playing the Winter Soldier again, probably. I wish, yeah, it'd be hilarious. I wish this movie mm-hmm. looked better. I love everything about. I love <laughs> yeah. everything about it. It's like Ocean's Eight. Like I really like the cast. I really, I, I like the Ocean's franchise. But mm-hmm. it, it just seems like I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. I hope it'll be good. But uh, it doesn't look. It doesn't look good. Uh, another Oscar contender coming out on Amazon called A Hero, which is an Ashar Farhadi for Farhadi movie. Uh, he did a Separation. If you've ever seen that, um, that's why it's a big deal that these, that this movie's coming out. Um, and it looks pretty good, but I don't know much about it. It's supposed to come out on January 7th. January 14th is scream. (laughs) (laughs) You said it right. It just sounds so weird to say it's scream for the fifth version. (laughs) So look, yeah this is this is scream five but they're just calling it scream because that's what we do nowadays (laughs) we just call the old the old the new thing the old thing now uh what's kind of interesting is that we have directors matt bettinelli olpin and tyler gillette who did uh, ready or not uh directing this scream but i've seen this trailer many times and i can't get excited about it and i love i love scream movies um uh you know there's yet again another connection to the other movies where people guys people are killing because there's a connection it's like uh, they also make sure that you know that there's a connection by saying there's a connection about a zillion fucking goddamn motherfucking cock ass fucking times in Mm. the fucking trailer Mm -hmm. i saw the trailer once and was pretty excited yeah i don't want to watch it anymore after jeremy jeremy talked there's a connection between City Prescott and the new killer. <laughs> I'm, I for one, am not surprised by that. Um, kind of it, surprised you're excited about this movie, honestly. I think what it was was that the way they cut the trailer, mm-hmm. where he says, "Hello, Sydney, it's mm-hmm. an honor," and I think uh, that was what sold me on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though there's a connection, it's that line says it's not any of the same previous killers. This mm-hmm. is somebody who understands the history and would really love to kill Sydney because nobody mm-hmm. else has done it yet. Um, but yeah, it's going to be like, you know, they're going to pull the hood off and they're going to say that was in Billy's balls 20 years ago. <laughs> there's a theme to this. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I recognize that guy. He was in Billy's balls. He was in Billy's balls. In <laughs> he was also in Stu's balls. He was in all the balls. Um, <laughs> um, the directors make, uh, get me excited though for it. I mean, ready yep. or not, but, but the trailer, I, I remember when that trailer got hatched and we were having the slack conversation. I was like, uh, I'm not too excited about it, but I'll watch it. Um, also on the 14th, Sesame Street. There's a Sesame Street movie coming out. There's no trailer for it. 
uh it uh, apparently he's gonna have like one of the genre keywords was crime so there's gonna be a crime in this okay nice nice um <laughs> probably somebody stole a banana peel from oscar's garbage yeah. can yeah. it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna wrongfully accuse oscar the grouch or go something that, because he's yeah. gr- he has a grouchy disposition of course he did it yeah exactly <clears throat> Uh, also, a movie called Deep Water, which is Adrian Lyne uh, making a movie with Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas when I guess when they were together. And there's no trailer for this, uh, but it it sounds the the synopsis says something about a husband lets his wife cheat on him with a with multiple partners, and oh. that sounds exactly like an Adrian Lyne movie. Oh, um, no. mm-hmm. hold on, yeah. is Adrian Lyne the 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 nine and a half weeks guy? No, uh, well, yeah, yeah, indecent proposal and um and um uh, the what's the Diane Lane unfaithful movie? I could, uh, but I believe I he did nine that. and a half weeks as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, All right. uh, January twenty first is a movie called The King's Daughter. Caius Godelario's in this as well. She's she's a king's daughter who discovers mermaids, and it looks fucking generic as shit. It's the prequel um, to The King's Man. <laughs> it is it is it's it's um, the king's balls <laughs> it's the king's balls yes um but yeah it doesn't look good at all january 28th which is my birthday which means that this movie's gonna suck <laughs> morbius are you excited about morbius jeremy you're do you know this uh character very no. well no i don't um and you know again we have the jared leto problem um what Mm -hmm. is interesting about the most recent morbius trailer is the absolute ball of confusion they've thrown at the internet including references to the venom movies to raimi's spider-man and apparently to holland's spider-man all noticed in that one morbius trailer so Mm. fans are like when the fuck is this taking place and where and is this movie going to start combining the universes and it's i don't know i don't know i don't care i think it is i think it is because they've got uh michael keaton in there um who would be you know connected as vulture in the the i think mcu version and then there's there's venom i i think sony is is amassing if mobius actually hits carnage i think did fairly well uh venom of course did did well i think the rights for spider-man are reverting back uh they'd have to sign another deal yeah yeah to to sony so i think i think they're getting their nuts together and i I don't mean that i think they're they're gathering their their assets and i think they're trying to launch a a spider verse if you will uh with these interesting characters i mean venom has shown to be a viable character on his own Throwing they Spider-Man, were, throwing Vulture, <clears throat> throwing, you know... Sony wanted to do Sinister Six when they had Andrew Garfield in the role. Yeah. And that's when Drew Goddard was lined up to write and direct that movie. But after Garfield was bumped, it all fell apart. So they, they've long been wanting to do this. And they've got, they've got Michael Keaton's Vulture and then Venom and Morbius. They've got three already set up. Um, and I think they are well within their rights, per the deal with Marvel, to make all the Sinister Six Spider-Man movies they want um, with Tom Holland as long as he's willing to play the character. So it could get very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, not interested in this character. I it, yeah. It's it's the Marvel Batman, right? <clears throat> but uh, uh, He looks like a vampire. Well, didn't doesn't he say he has 
sonar bats signal or some shit in this trailer. He says yeah, he, something he gets, that effect. He yeah. heals himself through bats, and he has like the echolocation. He has the the power of. He's got the power of flight. Does that do anything? <laughs> yeah, <for you>? exactly. <laughs> yeah, <limitation homes. laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it it it's like the Marvel version of Batman, except more vampire-y and actually super powered instead of just rich and fucking. Um, mm-hmm. Techno savvy and shit. Yeah, I, I. But when this was supposed to come out last year, I wasn't really excited about it, and nothing has really changed that much. I mean, if they're going to continue doing this batshit insane stuff like they did have, they've been doing with Venom. Um, I might be interested. I don't yeah. know, but Jared Leto is a real problem for me. <laughs> He's, He's a real problem. A problem. God damn it! I mean, just fucking. I know he's talented. I know he's good looking, but just let somebody else have a chance. Uh, yeah, let somebody else have a chance. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to have three movies in the last five, four months. Of yep. Sony Marvel is yep. going to have the the Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the Spider Man, and and Morbius all come out in this quick succession. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. It'll be interesting. This is, this might be a real test for something to, uh, this might be one of our first tank jobs. I think hmm. this could tank. This could absolutely tank. It could. Um, it could. Uh, February, February 4th, Jackass forever. Another movie that's been moved back in uh, a bunch. We've talked about it before, I believe in other, in other previews. I would say if you have any interest in going into a theater, you should probably watch this with a large crowd. If you yes. can find a large crowd. Um, because that's the way to experience that movie. I'm not going to watch it at home. I can tell you that right now. I don't don't really care about the brand that much. Um, but, uh, but watching it with a whole bunch of people who are all getting grossed out and laughing at the same time, it's the best. Um, there, uh, Scott Derrickson's new horror movie, the black phone comes out, has Ethan Hawke looking really creepy as fuck in this movie. Mm Um, yeah, it, it actually looks pretty good, but you know what? February 4th is Super Bowl weekend, and that's where they usually hide terrible movies. So mm. Mm. This well, is him and uh, Cargill that wrote it. Yeah, and yeah. it's based on a Joe Hill short story, um, Stephen King's kid. So there's potential here for sure um, to be very, very, very creepy, but we'll see. Actually, it's uh, it's the following. Super Bowl is the following week this year, so maybe they... Maybe this is a, a decent omen for that movie. Sneaky beaky. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm it looks pretty good. It's got that same kind of sinister feel to it in some in some areas. But Ethan Hawke looks terrifying. Creepy as shit. Yes. Ethan Hawke looks terrifying. Also, Moonfall is supposed <laughs> to come out on February fourth. Roland Emmerich uh <laughs> making yet another disaster movie. It's not bad enough. That he's written a movie where the moon falls to Earth, but also that the twist is the moon was not what we thought it was all along. Uh, I fucking hate this movie uh, on uh, paper, uh, and it's going to yeah. take a lot to change my mind. And you're talking to somebody who, I don't want to get too far into it, but I, I, I might dabble with some moon shit in a future book, but not like this. Not like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean... 
I can't. I, I know that this is probably on Roland Emmerich's mind. He's probably a huge environmentalist, and and the things that he's doing in all these movies is is a is like this is my warning. I'm going to make all my movies are going to be about this what what damage we're doing to the planet and everything. Although this kind this time it's the moon, so I don't really know. Um, and uh, but you know it's hard to blame him for that. But man, these movies are awful. A lot of times <laughs> they're just so bad. Dude, this is coming um, from somebody who watched and enjoyed Greenland uh, mm-hmm. and is a disaster movie fan. I'm a fan of Day After Tomorrow, which I think is a Roland Emmerich joint. It is. Yes, it is. Uh, this looks fucking hilariously terrible. Yeah, uh, it does. I can't, yeah, I can't abide. February 11th is Death on the Nile. Now, this is the Super Bowl weekend, so kind of interesting that Death on the, on the Nile is coming out. This is Kenneth Branagh again. Of course, this is a movie that's been pushed back many times due to the pandemic. Um, it's got, this is another cast where you're like, ooh, heard some bad things about these people mm-hmm, recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those. Like that, this is, this is another one. This is like that uh west side story one where you're just like oh my god oh army hammer's still in a movie army hammer's oh no oh no and 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 this isn't like high on the level of bad but letitia wright who's of course very anti-vaccine is in this and like Mm -hmm. you know uh uh there's a lot of people in here where you're like oh god seriously it's also a huge it's it's much like murder on the orient express a huge cast Oh, Russell Brand, who's Russell another one Brand. who's who's been all he's suddenly like like QAnon or something. Like yeah, he's suddenly become one of those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in this. But uh the, the I've heard this is a great uh Agatha Christie uh story. So uh and Kenneth Branagh did really well with Murder on the Orient Express last time. And we haven't gotten to see very many of the other Agatha Christies. So I'm I'm looking forward to this, but there's a lot of cringy people in this. I have too Lily um, Rose Depp I think is in this one too. She is. And she Gal Gadot uh I don't know what I think about her acting outside of the first Wonder Woman to be honest with mm-hmm. you. But um you know hopefully she's given a little bit more to do in, in this one. Yeah. The other movies coming out on February 11th don't have trailers. And I think they're trying to hit some sort of Valentine's day type of thing. But what about love, which has Sharon stone and Andy Garcia in it. And I saw, I saw some images of it and it just doesn't look good to me, but old whatever. Yeah. And marry me is another movie that's coming out. I didn't see any trailers for it. Um, so I hope it's just two hours of that girl from Arrested Development saying, "Marry me, yes. marry me." <laughs> um, February eighteenth, a lot of people uh, got on to us when we had a question about cinematic video games, and we did not bring up Uncharted. Um, Ooh. And I guess none of us here has played Uncharted. Have we I played have, it? You I played, played it? one of them. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, it's. Isn't it's, it like uh, Tomb Raider almost? Yeah, Indiana Jones meets Tomb Raider. What's curious about this movie is they've aged him way down because I think they think they have a franchise on their hands. Because in mm. the game, he's like a grizzled, like, like, uh, uh, fuck. Thanos could play him. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, he should be. The, I thought Rowan. Marky Mark was playing the main character because I understood the same thing you did. It, yeah. He's kind of a. The main uh, character is Nathan Drake, and that's who Tom Holland is playing. And mm. the game, he's in his 
late 30s 40s uh he's a man he's a man man mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh mark Wahlberg is a whole other issue altogether he's playing sully uh, friend and partner and, and from what i can remember he's nothing like that character in the game mm-hmm. um but now this trailer i don't you guys see this trailer yeah mm-hmm. this is some fast and furious shit at the end here with the boxes flying out the back of the plane yes. and him toppling on them that you. is a direct sequence from the game oh really the game. there's this there's an opening sequence in one of the games where you're in a plane and all the cargo starts sliding out violently and you have to grab onto the cargo netting and that boxes are flying at you. <laughs> so fans of the game should be very happy with this trailer because it looks like the trailer is is saying we love this game too. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but from a movie standpoint, I don't need Indiana Jones meets Fast and Furious. I don't I don't need any of that. I, mm. That sounds like poison. I don't mm. I don't want it. <laughs> uh reuben fleischer of zombie land fame uh, uh and, and of course of gangster squad fame uh, directed this did something recently uh, didn't he? i think he did but i can't remember what it is uh but that's coming out on february 18th oh we did venom that's right yeah uh that's right he did the first venom mm-hmm. um uh then also on the 18th michael bay's ambulance what is this about this is it's about, uh, jakey gyllenhaal right yeah jake gyllenhaal's in it and uh Aisa gonzalez is in it and Ooh. um who else is in it there's a, someone playing his partner um so it's gonna be like bringing out the dead meets transformers yeah yeah mm. that's what is that's it, yeah, sort yeah, of what Bill i was Mateen? thinking yeah yeah that's who it is man that guy is in everything he sure is. He, he, he's has playing. there ever been an actor who went from unknown to in everything in faster time than this guy dude he's everywhere. I, I want him in everything he's playing he's great. the possibly young morpheus right in resurrection he has said he's playing morpheus but it is not the same version of morpheus okay. that's the mm-hmm. most he said in his comments but yeah, yeah, Candyman, The Trial of Chicago Seven. I mean, he's in a million things. Aquaman. Yeah, um, yeah, I so, like him. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, it's it's about two thieves who steal an ambulance, and I guess they they drive they 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 have to be they, they've got either their money is on the ambulance and they have to chase, get chased by cops or something like that. I saw this trailer and I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh, and then they call it ambulance there you the, go like, yeah. this is doesn't look good although michael bay is better when he does more down-to-earth type movies yep. um yeah so but i i don't have any hope for this but jake gyllenhaal i mean jake gyllenhaal here's yeah. my hope i hope that thieves steal the ambulance but then through circumstances they cannot control they have to start acting as EMTs and doing tracheotomies and first aid and shit <laughs> yeah. and like uh, clap paddles to bring people back to life. And then at the end, they realized they would rather be EMTs than thieves. And mm-hmm. so they sign up for uh, paramedic school. Now that's something everybody can enjoy. Yep. Done. Yep. Done. Mm-hmm. Done. Also on February 18th, an animated movie called Rumble comes out, which has uh, Will Arnett playing a monster who wants to fight. So it's it's a it's 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 a Rocky movie with monsters, basically. Nice, nice. Um, February 25th is a movie with no trailer on it called The Devil's Light. Uh, Virginia Madsen is in it, and it's another nun movie, but this time nobody's getting sexy. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn it! I thought I all non movies were required to be sexy these days. They are supposed to be sexy. I mean, I'm sure they snuck some sex scene in somewhere in this movie, but uh, according to the synopsis, it, it's uh, it's apparently an exorcism movie, and then a nun has to perform an exorcism. Oh, she's not and supposed to do that. That's not she's her not job. Supposed to do that. You're right. You're right. They're very, very hard about that in the Catholic mm-hmm. faith. If you try to perform exorcism, if she were a novitiate, maybe 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 uh our final movie that we're going to talk about here comes out on march 4th and it's the batman the matt reeves the batman um that trailer yeah exactly jeremy is doing the thing that i like about this trailer that music just drives that trailer throughout the whole thing there's a lot of really cool images i love that shot of batman fighting all those people with the red lights flashing around Mm -hmm. by the Um, way can i tell you this like my favorite part of that trailer is where he ke- he keeps getting shot, and instead of like being in pain or anything, he gets pissed off. He's like every annoyed. time he's pissed off, he's like, "God damn it!" Yeah, 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 yeah. He's annoyed, and also that scene when he's beating the absolute shit out of someone, and it cuts to Catwoman, and she is mm. horrified. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Matthew Vaughn has said, "This is Matthew Vaughn." No, Matthew, Matt, Matt Reeves. Matt, Matt, Matt Reeves, Reeves has said he's going for that year two of Batman where he, he still is not in control of his rage. Um, and we haven't really seen that Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even Nolan's year one with Batman begins, you know, he funneled that rage pretty quickly into fighting crime and not like beating people to a pulp. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this for so many reasons. The action looks great. Matt Reeves has has not done me wrong. I love Batman. It looks like a Batman we've never seen before. Bring on like psychotic Batman. I'm ready for it. Mm. He's not all good, people. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <clears throat> Colin Farrell is unrecognizable in this trailer. Like it oh. took me forever to realize that was Colin Farrell uh in there. Um, yeah, and he ends the trailer with that fantastic sequence. Mm-hmm. That- I, I got you. I got. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> totally Al Capone or De Niro in Untouchables. By the way, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, totally. I got you. You know, <laughs> let's see. Let's see the penguin played as a crime boss and not like a waddling yes. weirdo. No, exactly. That, that's a penguin that we've never seen on screen before because it's it's always been. Uh, what, it, it wasn't Burgess Meredith, was it? Uh, yeah, it was Burgess Meredith that did it in the series. And then it was of course, Danny DeVito and Batman returns. And like, we've never seen a formidable penguin before. Mm -hmm. He's always been kind of a joke villain, but he should be more like Kingpin in daredevil uh, or Spider-Man or Mm -hmm. Spider-Verse. He's like a a formidable crime Lord. Uh, I'm here for this movie. I'm already in. If it sucks, I'm going to be so heartbroken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is uh, is it Zoe Kravitz a place? uh, Catwoman? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh wrong with that. Andy Circus is Alfred. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. Well, that's the winter preview. Yay! Some very intriguing movies. Some movies that mm-hmm. uh some movies that I'm a little iffy about, but I'm gonna watch. Some mm-hmm. I'm straight up not gonna watch. Just not going to. Okay, <laughs> what you not gonna say? Not gonna yeah, watch I it. Gonna uh that's gonna do it for this episode uh keep going to uh syncast presented by cinema sins on facebook we're also on cinema sins twitter music video sins twitter discord and soundcloud that's gonna do it for this week it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page 
Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. You are all in on that show, man. I haven't seen you as all in on a show in a long time. It is uh, yummy, hot garbage. It's so trashy. It's so soapy. And it honestly, in my tweet, I was I said no show has ever made me go from oh give me a fucking break to oh inject it into my veins and then back again as fast as this show. Um, so yeah, I'm I cannot recommend it. I can wreck a warn it, uh, but mm. I am all in. I love the fuck out of it. It knows what it is, and it's it's basically a modern day Dallas. Um, and there's Are a lot of been, violence. How is that like a formula for you, though? <clears throat> like you're you're probably too young for Dallas to have hit you, right? I certainly didn't watch Dallas, uh, but I saw the commercials for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I ever watched the show, but. I, even at however old I was, that who shot, who shot JR, JR stuff yeah. was very, very prominent. Uh, um, I did, and I didn't even know what it meant. I, I was like, yeah, who shot JR after all? <laughs> and um, I think it was Patrick Duffy, not the character Patrick Duffy plays, but Patrick Duffy, the actor himself. <laughs> <laughs> Behold yeah. my Patrick Duffy leg. <laughs> yes. I'll be honest. I have only binged this show. I have not watched a season one week at a time. So I have all three of the first seasons I have seen on binges. The fourth season only has three episodes out so far, and I have seen the first two. But I do not know if I'm going to wait and binge or watch it. But did I, they do from the jump? Did they do the the release strategy like that, like weekly, or did they? <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. It's always thing. been traditional TV schedule kind of kind of deal. But it is the number one show on cable right now. Like nineteen, I mean twenty some million people watch this show. It's seriously. Really? Yes. In fact, I saw a headline the other day that said the most popular show that you've never heard of or seen. And it was about Yellowstone and it characterized all the viewers as like senior citizens, which (laughs) may be the case. I don't know. Costner's getting up there. Um, But I'm I don't consider myself a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly no spring chicken, but uh, yes, it is an extremely popular show and you either know about it or you don't. And that's weird, but it ha- probably has something to do with Paramount Network being a brand new network and all that shit. But it's on Peacock mm-hmm. now, right? Well, you can, I think you can see it on both. Um, no, it's on, on Paramount Plus. You can see it on both because oh. Peacock is, uh, at least Peacock is letting you see the first three seasons. Uh, okay. If you uh-huh. want. Um, so I don't know what the various wheelings and dealings are behind the scenes there, or how Paramount and Comcast are, you know, decide, you know, saying you can play your, my show on your network too. I don't know how that works. Uh, but, uh, Peacock has been pretty, I don't know if I've seen the, I don't know if it's because of YouTube ads or if it's been on ads on games I've been watching. They said Peacock has been pretty aggressive about saying you can watch Yellowstone there. The three se- first three seasons. It's the weirdest show, man. It will do 15 minutes on campaign finance <laughs> intrigue. <laughs> and then it'll cut to 
Costner catching bikers on his land and forcing them to dig their own graves and pee themselves <laughs> before he finally lets them go. Like it, it's it's the seesaw. But I'm telling you, I am a, I, if it's a drug, I'm addicted. So <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think I might dive in. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch this before I watch The Wire. That's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Well, so you know what you've done. Uh, what have I done? So you know what you've done, Jeremy. What have I done? This asshole's going to watch Yellowstone. I'm sorry, I can't get what what I'm, I'm watching. He's Yellowstone. already told. He's already told you that Yellowstone is fucking pure trash, and the wire is amazing. And you're like, fuck it, give me Yellowstone. I want the trash. <laughs> hey, and uh, Sawyer from Lost joined the cast in season three. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. He's one of the foes that butts heads with kevin costner josh holloway yeah there was a big uh, that guy should be in everything i like there was a big three or four episode arc about a a stock takeover it's like the show treads on boring and then we'll cut to like the gutting of a feral hog (laughs) while imparting wisdom to your (laughs) five-year-old grandchild it's just I just love it. I love it. It's almost so like much. they realize it's boring and they're like, well, we haven't had anything weird happen in a while. So let's cut to something fucked up because we're talking about taxes and shit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Have West Bentley. Sudden West Bentley is in every episode. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Can he still be sudden though? If he's in every episode, I think he's always sudden. He kind of is sudden. Wes Bentley always sneaks up on you. Mm -hmm, You never see him coming. Yeah. You're like, I saw him in the last episode, but there's no way he'll be in this. (laughs) He's Kevin Costner's son, but I think they're (laughs) done with that (laughs) storyline. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like me some uh, Josh Holloway. How old is Josh Holloway, we think? 52. 52. 52. uh, He still looks fine. He still looks uh, good, right? He looks younger than 52. Costner looks... Older than 52. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks. I think, yeah, I think Kevin Costner's kind of leaned into that over the years. Like, he has, what? his voice is getting raspy too, man. Oh, really? Like, you're not ready for, and may, he may be leaning into that. That may be his Batman voice for this character. Right. But uh, you're not ready for old Costner, I don't think. <laughs> that, that show's weird enough that they probably do put a cowl on him later on, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 As the day, I was watching just before we came on, I was watching the Stephen Colbert interview with Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, how old is Jeff Goldblum? He's sixty nine. I uh, nice. I uh, I was looking up. I was like, I was, I was like, I, don't, I wonder if he has kids. And he, he said, on Google it says he's got two kids. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're probably like thirty or so by now. Nope, five. He's got a kid that's four, and another <gasps> like six or seven or something like that he's got his wife is 38 i think they've been married for seven years so so he was 62 she was 31 yeah and then they had kids afterwards good for him man good for him and good for her (laughs) i know i know if i hit i know if i hit 60 or so and i don't have kids i will not be having kids (laughs) (laughs) um i know I will not be having kids. Like mm-hmm. if I were to have a kid at this point, by the time that kid goes to school, I'm physically unable to do anything with it's that. Very child. true. It's very true. I can't help tie shoes. I can't throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. zoom the airplane. <laughs> Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. arthritic and you're broken. giving up, man. You're fucking 40. 
six, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so, what, my, what I'm saying is by 51, I expect to be very frail. <laughs> M- meanwhile, Phil Mickelson just won like eight championships in a row on the... Tell you the what, man, I don't think anybody's dominated the champions tour <laughs> quite the way he has. Yeah, and he's still. Well, fuck, he won. Didn't he win the PGA this year? Yes, he did, and he won two, like the or real four times on the Champion Tour. Yeah, he won on the regular tour. He won a major, and then on the Champions Tour, he won the first two events he played. He won, I think, and then he just won the final event of the season. It's just the way it works, man. Most of the guys on that Champions Tour are seventy-five years old. And yeah, every, yeah. every new fifty-one-year-old or fifty-year-old kicks ass for a while i think fred couples kicked ass when he went up to the champions tour and then his back i believe that's true (laughs) early on early on in my very very uh spare golf watching uh days fred couples was probably my favorite golfer at the time i like him he was the guy who was just kicking all the ass so it was like I like me some Fred Couples, and then like out of nowhere, he was just. I, I think he was was it early nineties, mid nineties, and then Tiger Woods showed up, and yeah. then nobody nobody else won ever again, never yep. again to this never day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I when like, Tiger I comes like back, he's like, gonna be, he's gonna win two tournaments on the same weekend. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I like Fred Couples a lot, but um, or I did too, uh, Chris, when you were watching it, uh, but then. There was this one tournament where uh, Jeremy, you may remember this. Like uh, it was probably ten years ago, and uh, he he had a chip shot from like it was a U.S. Open or something like that from from pretty gnarly rough. A chip shot, probably you know ten yards or something like that. And I don't think I've seen anybody do this with regularity. He uh, he opened the club face up and he whiffed. He went right under the ball, and the ball didn't move. Like mm. he, he went down to the grass, and the ball just stayed there. Uh, mm. There was a guy right behind him. Of course, you know the gallery's right there. You know, pre-COVID and all that stuff. The gallery's mm. cordoned off and everything. And there was a guy. I swear to God, that snickered. It didn't like you know just fucking like oh you fucking idiot or anything <laughs> like that. He would, he literally and I would probably would do the same thing. He was like <clears throat> he did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fred kind of turns around. And he's like, "It's real fucking funny, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I would feel that way. I do that shit every time I play around a golf. And if somebody snickered at me, I'd turn around and bite their head off. But if mm-hmm. I was Fred Couples, I'd probably take a swing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like. I don't know if anybody was really in the wrong here. Like the guy probably just couldn't hold it in. Like you're yeah. kind of in the wrong. You're kind yeah. of in the wrong when you laugh like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was almost like because you're just... supposed. To, I don't know. I you're don't right. know. You're right. You're right. It, he it, was in the wrong. Yeah. I mean, uh, is it is it something to be very mad about? Probably not. <laughs> but also, anybody that's played golf knows. How yeah. much you want to do that to yourself, let alone anybody else that mm. says or does yeah. anything around you. Right. <laughs> so I understand it. I just I just thought like at that point I was like, dude, bump the brakes, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a there's a great lead in point where the little girl like looks over at the whatever demon child or whatever, and the demon child shushes her. It's like a big lead in, right? And it's like shh. And it's like, what a bitch. 
<laughs> and then we discussed the, the various merits of calling a ghost girl a bitch versus calling a real little girl a bitch and how we were probably on the correct side morally uh, <laughs> what was the one uh, for the upcoming uh script jeremy that you wrote there was like fuck you little girl oh, you're you, you don't know shit <laughs> that's gonna be such a great one <laughs> people are gonna love that anyway. this is a very important question will there ever be a time where you get sick of friends. Where I get sick of what? Friends. Probably not. I think it's. I think we've already gone. It's like Kramer when he had to use the bathroom and he couldn't for so long, and then he missed his chance and he's gone too far. Like mm. I missed my chance to get sick of it. So it's now it's like family. I'm like stuck with it. <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, How I Met Your Mother thing where they were traveling cross country and they had the the one tape in there of the proclaimers i would walk 500 miles <laughs> no. and it, it's this great cut up of uh jason siegel and uh ted and uh where it's like <clears throat> you know the first few minutes they're like yeah i would walk and they're just kind of like going with it and then they're like oh my god this is no and then jason siegel's like Trust me, it'll come around again. The next scene, they're like, <laughs> "It's like uh, Emma Stone with that card, a pocket full of sunshine." Yeah. <laughs> where she hates it, but then she's suddenly I saying, "Take me away!" <laughs> I got a pocket. I got a pocket full of. Can I just say, Cruella, for whatever works in it, none of it would work if it wasn't Emma Stone in that role. That's my humble opinion. Probably right. <laughs> you're right yeah you're right hell like i said before the crudes the new age is fun because of her yeah she's just got a very unique and infectious charm i think you know she's perfect in that role because in cruella because she does play estella when she when she gets in that mode she does play that completely different <clears throat> than when she's Cruella, because she puts on this this air of confidence and and craziness that is perfect, and you could see that she's she's early on, and then by the end of that movie, I've seen this movie now probably seven eight times. Oh. At the end of that movie, when they walk into the the new estate and everything, she's like a grown ass woman. I'm sure a lot of it's makeup and everything, but she changes her dialect a little bit and she mm. changes a little bit of like her posture to where mm. she looks like she's 10 years older. Mm. She's fucking amazing, man. Mm. I love that movie. Did you, you yeah. liked it. You kind of liked it, right? I liked it. I didn't love it. I, it's way too long. Um, it's way too long. It's way too long. But uh, it's <laughs> definitely charming and it mostly her and, uh, um, dude from eastwood's atlanta bombing movie <laughs> oh uh paul walter hauser yeah i like that i mean i like the other dude uh just as much too i mean they're yeah both but he wasn't really he wasn't given any of the humor and the other dude was making me laugh a lot yeah yeah it's funny i chris have you seen this yet Cruella? i haven't seen it yet nope yeah i think i think you would at least enjoy watching it uh mm -hmm. you may be more like jeremy to where it's it's just kind of like Mm, pretty good mm, mm. 
fashion. My wife loved it. Lit. My wife absolutely loved it. So. I was gonna. I was uh, gonna ask. So that's kind of up her alley. Eh? Yeah. She. Well, we got done. Um, <laughs> and I was just about to say, "Well, that happened," and she goes, "That was awesome." And I was like, "Oh, you really liked it, huh?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I don't think I liked it that much." <laughs> Are you ready? Is your body ready? Is ready? Ah, bone saw is ready. <laughs>